0: Hello and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design and analysis podcast of the End Defender community. I'm Kelso.
1: And I'm Kyla.
2: And I'm Carl.
0: And we are back from kind of an extended break.
1: Because oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> so long. <laughs> because these things, uh, th- these things, th- they happen. and it's, Life. It's, it occurs. It does. And yeah, I'm gonna... I'm gonna do something real risky here and I'm gonna move my mic slightly closer to me okay, that's better uh, <clears throat> yeah
1: yeah, no, I, I, I fully accept most of the blame on the on the time delay thing, oh, <laughs> I think fine. it was pretty much me
0: I mean, it's fine because like we're also getting into holiday season so you know, we're all we're all gonna be screwed eventually
2: <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. kinda needed a break anyway I had so much to do. To do. Yeah. Fair enough So,
1: yeah, no, I've had um in the month of October last weekend was uh the first weekend that I had that I that like I had a day off. Um, Man So I worked I worked 20 days with no break. <laughs> Jesus. Around. And that's uh tough. yeah. And that's why I was like horribly sick last weekend cuz I've been like so stressed out that my immune system just tanked. And I had been, part of the, the stuff I'd been doing was, like, teaching regularly, so yeah. my voice was just shot, and I was, like, coughing, and it was just, yeah, it was not good. So and you still teaching, like, like,
0: like, like, younger kids, or, like, middle school age kids, or whatever?
1: So, so right now what I'm doing is training teachers to teach that age uh, group. I wasn't
0: sure if, if uh, it was, like, I was teaching, so I got child germs, uh, <laughs> which is also a threat.
1: <clears throat> that too, Well, I mean, teachers also carry the the school plague with them, Um, but I think this was more just that, like, I was doing stuff involving talking, like, repeatedly for a long period of time, and also, like, was working way too hard and not taking enough time to, like, relax and let my immune system catch up, and so there was a flu or a cold or something going on, and it just, like, completely, like, knocked me over. Yep.
0: That, that will happen, but now you are slightly less busy.
1: I, I am, hope. yep, and I, and drinking tea as we speak.
0: Good, good. Sounds like a good plan. I'm in yeah, that. So. I should have made tea. Oh, well, I have water. It's fine.
1: <laughs> I made tea. Oh,
0: man, I'm the <laughs> only one who didn't make tea. Crap. And you love tea. <laughs> I know. I was too lazy to, like boil i was too lazy to boil water (laughs) no i mean i i drink mostly loose leaf so it's a little more it's a little more involved you gotta like measure measure your tea out and and all that all that stuff so water's fine i'm fine with water yeah
1: i'm i'm mostly drinking this to uh to hopefully minimize the amount of like throat clearing i have to do during this podcast because i'm not like a hundred percent over my coughing but that's hopefully fine. you guys will forgive me if I make a lot of, like, random noises <laughs> while yep. we're recording. Yep, that's
0: understanding. For sure. So, uh, what else? Any, anyone else have, have life stuff? I guess I... Have I life stuff. Yeah, t- tell me about your life stuff.
2: My life stuff. I'm starting new courses tomorrow. Ooh,
1: that's exciting. Oh, nice! Um, Anything you're excited about?
2: Yeah, I'm studying. User experience design and uh, also experimental game mechanics. Ooh, nice. And the That'll... experimental game mechanics sounds so much fun. That does sound fun. Yeah.
1: And and UX is important to study, even mm-hmm. if it's not necessarily as exciting. It, so parts of it can be exciting too.
0: But and sometimes sometimes those not super exciting classes are like a good break. Like this quarter for me, Ooh. I've got like rigging, which is very technical, but we do it all in class she just walks us through it like this is how you make a rig uh like i will come around and check and make sure that it's right because it's really easy to screw it up so like i never have homework in that class which is awesome and then i've got like video editing compositing like post-production stuff which is also not very interesting but low homework load so like it's great it's so nice to not have very much homework this quarter I like it. That
1: was my that was my favorite thing about grad school. It was like most of the stuff that we did was like extended project stuff. So mm-hmm. like if you as long as you found like time to work on it, there wasn't like a lot of like do this one assignment for homework.
0: Yeah, like besides those three classes I've got basically just a production class which is just do a project. Um, and I like I managed to sneak out of getting stuck into a group, so I'm just putting together a 2D demo reel of effects work, and it's fun. <laughs> I actually am enjoying that quite a bit. So, so yeah, I'm into. I'm yeah, that's better than homework. <laughs> just like project work. Mm. Yeah, I
2: kind of like all courses. Uh, you're lucky. Like, every, everything you do is fun. It's fun to learn. <laughs> It's I mean, it's not just... fun to do stuff,
0: yeah. it's fun to <laughs> yeah, learn. Yeah, exactly. It's fun to learn, I just hate having to do
1: stuff. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I most there was almost every single class that I took at USC I really liked. Most of the ones that I didn't like were the ones that were sort of, like, required from other departments and, like, didn't understand, like... Some of them, like, didn't really understand the idea of, like that we were graduate students and it's like yeah. let's do a like you know a regular like final where it's like a sit-down test and a multiple choice answers and i'm like that's not like why i am here i am not here to take multiple choice tests i'm here to learn things from you
0: yeah i i thankfully have like all of my liberal arts requirements like out of the way so i've just just got art stuff uh from now on for the next year but yeah like I had a I had a political science class where the guy teaching it was also working on his doctorate. So he didn't really have time to like prepare lectures and stuff. So we like he split us into groups and was like, Okay, you're gonna cover this chapter and you're gonna cover this chapter and we just like taught each other the material. Taught the class yourself. Yeah, which is That's lazy as shit. Yeah. I mean, I, that's mean right. you know, I get it if you're a like doctorate, but it's it it would have been better if it wasn't like you know it's it's a it's a liberal arts requirement like yeah. n- nobody really cares about it and and it was political science so half the time the class just devolved into shouting matches, um, lots of yelling, yeah, <laughs> um, fair enough, you know,
1: well, like you do these days, yeah yeah no the one i the one I mostly didn't like was um was our business course that we had to take, mm. which like I'm fine with having to take a business course. I think that's like useful for like people in you know going who are probably gonna go into like independent business ownership for the most part yeah um but like I didn't feel there were there were a much lower ratio of like really useful classes. In that class than I wanted Like I wanted like in, like important Tips and tricks for like running your Own business what I got was like Here's the definition of revenue and how Revenue relates to profit And it's like yeah. oh I know these things
0: Yeah that sucks I wish we had Something like that where it's like Okay so you're a freelancer now like This is how you put together an invoice this is how You look at like this is how you Read a contract and tell if it's Screwing you over or not and I got a little bit Of that in one class from uh
1: this is how you do uh, your your taxes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Like Center. and we, we got a little bit of like contract stuff from one one teacher who he teaches, but other than that he has just been freelancing for like thirty years or something. Um and he's like in the underground comic scene here in Seattle and like all sorts of cool <laughs> stuff. So we got a little bit of that from him, which was useful, but other than that okay. it's like I am I am unprepared for my future of probably freelancing <laughs> That's fine. That's okay. Yep. I, guess, uh, I just need to make sure that I have a sugar daddy.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I saw... Sorry, sorry. Sorry to be that person who says, like, what I saw on Tumblr the other day. Oh, whatever. But That's fine. But I saw this amazing thing on Tumblr the other day that somebody said, um, what's a gender-neutral term for sugar daddy? Yes. And the suggestion was high-fructose corn parent. <laughs>
0: Oh, I saw, I saw like a similar post, but it was, um, it was a different, it was a different like suggestion and I don't remember what it was. It was,
1: was it was glucose guardian, glucose
0: guardian, glucose guardian is good,
1: but I prefer a high fructose corn parent. Yeah,
0: I didn't see that one. That one's pretty great as well. (laughs) I I support, I support, uh, I support these gender neutral substitutions.
1: Why other...
2: I didn't have to remove the sugar.
1: I I don't know because it's uh it's it's a sugar substitute in addition to a gender substitute, <laughs> I guess.
0: I suppose. Yep. I mean it's Tumblr. It's Technically gotta, it's gotta the
1: glucose or is also sugar, wow. but
0: yeah. I mean it's all <laughs> some sort of sugar.
1: Uh speaking of like major major life things going on though, um Assuming we do this the next podcast in two weeks again, uh, when we next speak, I will be a thirty-year-old. Oh my gosh! That's my birthday is two days from yesterday, so oh, or two exciting. weeks from yesterday.
0: Oh, I didn't realize uh, our birthdays were like close together. My birthday was uh, last Wednesday, and I am oh, cool. now twenty-seven.
1: Twenty-seven. We're all getting old. I know. Except for Carl, you, Carl, maybe.
0: How old are you, Carl?
2: How old am I? I'm twenty-five. Oh, okay.
1: So we're,
0: yeah, we're all getting old. (laughs) (laughs) I think once you, once you like pass 25, it's like, yep, this is happening, which is fine. I'm looking forward to not being in my 20s anymore, to be honest. I feel like-
1: I was hoping to get a novel published before I was 30, but (laughs) oh well, I can get it published after I'm 30. Yeah. Or hurry up. Yeah or, you know. yeah or yeah or within the next two weeks,
0: I mean well you've yeah. we've got uh Remo coming up next month, correct? I believe is that November? Mm-hmm. yep, so yeah, I've seen people gearing up for that,
1: yeah, maybe I should try it again this year, but given my work schedule lately, like yeah. I haven't had a lot of time for creative pursuits, <laughs> yeah i
0: I like started outlining a a big dumb visual novel because I'm garbage weaboo trash. Um, and then that's,
1: that's totally fine. I would I would read your visual novel. Yes,
0: I mean my my super otome like kiss all the boys <laughs> visual novel because I mean you know just for something to do for fun that involves drawing and writing which I don't do much of anymore but I
2: still would like to.
1: Uh, hey, we played that game where you dated cats. Like, yeah, I'm cool. That sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I'm
2: also working on a visual novel.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah? Or
2: rather a spoof on visual novels.
1: Does yours also involve kissing all the boys and or cats? <laughs>
2: um, not yet. <laughs> but gotta, soon!
1: Gotta put it in there. It's a feature
0: that needs, that cannot be neglected. Um, yeah, that's funny. I was talking to another guy that I, a guy that I know at my school, and he's also, like, thinking about writing a visual novel. So we talked about our visual novels. It's great. In the air. Yeah. Well, I think I think we've exhausted our life talk. <laughs> Sounds like it. Should we get into the game? I suppose so.
1: Cuz <clears throat> oh my gosh, I have so many notes. Um good. All right. So, the game we played this past month or so, <laughs> yeah. Uh was Child of Light. Um and first off, let me start off by saying uh shout out to my friend Rob who told me like I think literally years ago at this point, like, oh man, Child of Light was really interesting, and you should you should play that because I'm like really curious to hear what your thoughts are on it. And like well, hey, Rob, I finally got around to playing it. Yeah, so here, are, here are all the thoughts.:
0: Here we go.: um,
1: But yeah, so I think we should talk uh, in, in at least three major sections about the like the story, the visuals and the mechanics. Um, But, as usual, let's just start out with sort of a quick summary of, (coughs) like, what the game is and what its whole deal is. Um, So, this game is a turn-based RPG by Ubisoft, um, done on their, like, Ubisoft art engine, or...
0: It's the uh, UbiArt engine, yeah.
1: Yeah, the UbiArt engine. (coughs) So, it's got, like, a a very interesting... um, sort of watercolor-y visual style. Um, You play as the Princess Aurora, not to be confused with the Disney Princess Aurora, different Princess Aurora. Or should
2: you confuse her? Mm. Different
1: fairy tale, I think. She does a lot less sleeping than Aurora does, um, generally.
0: Although she does do a little sleeping.
1: She does do a little sleeping, (laughs) uh, but less overall. True. Um, So she... She's the only daughter of, like, a king of a a small kingdom in Austria somewhere, I guess. Um, and, like, her father remarries, and Mayer may not have been poisoned by uh, Aurora's stepmother. And then, like, Aurora wakes up in this weird magical kingdom of Lemuria, um, which is under siege by this, like, queen of darkness and her two daughters... And um, Aurora has to like help bring back the light to the kingdom of Lemuria by defeating the evil queen. Um, so that's like that's the basic story. Uh, throughout you like you you know, you pick up a bunch of a, a colorful cast of characters uh, as you go through to be your party members. Um, and the, the game is like a like a typical RPG has a sort of like map area where you're actually wandering around and doing movement Um, and then when you get involved in an encounter it switches over to a combat screen which is a separate screen uh, where you perform your turn based combat stuff Um, like uh, Chrono Trigger or some of the other, uh, other RPGs that do this the encounters are not random encounters. You can actually like see the enemies on the map screen, and if you run into them, that's what triggers the uh, the battle. And if you manage to like sneak around behind them, you can get advantage to the battle. If they manage to sneak up on you, they get advantage, and so on. Um, <coughs> the actual combat uh, has an interesting set of mechanics. There's um, there's like a timing bar along the bottom. So it has a main blue section and a little red section at the end. Um, and all the characters in the combat proceed at their speed along this timing bar. And when they hit the beginning of the red section, you decide what move you're going to do. And when they hit the end of the red section, the move goes off. If they, if a character receives a hit while they're in the red section, so between deciding a move and executing the move, then they get interrupted and knocked backwards on... Uh, on the sort of little time time road racing thing. Which is um, extremely and, frustrating when it happens. <laughs> yeah. And so there's a lot there's a lot of strategy in the game around playing with that timing and like figuring out when you should attack and when you should defend to avoid interruption. Because if you defend then you take less damage when you're hit and you your next turn your speed is increased so you go faster along the little timeline. Um,
0: and you can also slow down the progress of yeah, enemies. Uh, yeah, there's
1: a lot of mechanics that um, yeah. <laughs> involve like, basically playing with timing, moving things forward or backwards, or increasing or decreasing speed, or you know, stopping someone on the timeline for a little bit, things like that. Um, there's also a little uh, Firefly character, um, which is an, it's an assistant in both the map screen and the combat scene. Um so the main movement and combat is done on keyboard and the uh this character is operated with the mouse so you can do it all yourself or the game also suggests like if you want to do a sort of like Super Mario Galaxy Star Catcher type thing where like one person is playing like the support role you can have like somebody else do the mouse stuff um and on the map screen the the character can like create light and heal and open treasure chests for you at a distance and like collect things at a distance. Um, and on the combat screen he can either heal your characters or slow down enemy characters. Um, he does have a limited amount of power that you can recharge by uh, getting wishes which are just like little little light plants glowy that are... Glowy
0: orbs. Yeah. yeah,
1: glowy orbs scattered throughout the world. Um and there's also various items that you can do um, to do that. Yep, your standard so,
0: sort of RPG healing yeah. potions and MP potions.
1: Yeah, etc. cetera. There's also, um, there's a lot, yeah, so there's a lot of items you can collect, like, all throughout the game on, like, basically every screen. There's, like, a ton of tre- treasure chests and, like, hidden things that you can go and, and search for if you explore all the parts of the map. Um, there's also, uh, little gem shards you can get which there is a combination mechanic where you can combine gems into more powerful gems and then like Diablo style, equip them in slots on your characters to give them various powers depending on what type of gem you created.
0: And what slot you put it in.
1: And what slot you put it in, yeah. Yep. So like, if you, make, if you have a ruby it has a different effect in your combat slot versus your defense slot versus your accessory slot. Um, and there's like nine different gems i think total
0: uh i don't i don't have it up like off off the top of my head but that sounds about right
1: yeah because there's like three primary color gems three secondary color gems and then there's diamonds um onyxes and uh whatever the combination of diamond and onyx is called and then there's Um, some
0: like special stones like there's like uh the princess stone i think like like they're like quest items i believe for the most part
1: are there equipables as quest items? I totally didn't even notice. Or maybe not like
0: quest items, yeah. but you, you get them. Wow. Well, I, actually, you can craft the princess stone. I'm looking at that now. But there's another one that's like I think it was called Aaron Stone that was similar. That I oh, think man. I think I remember getting from. I the, didn't find any of those. <laughs> I don't know if there were a lot, but
1: good to know. There are also apparently some secret secret special stones that you can get. <laughs> um, and there's a. Uh, There's, like... You can find, like, secret stardust to up your stats. Uh, Each character also has a pretty, like... Typical RPG-style, like, tech tree... um, That you can upgrade as they gain experience and skill points. Um, And each character has basically, like, three paths... That they... That you can go down... um, That that each upgrade different things. Uh, Which are... Are pretty interesting. I... If... So I can, like, I think that's pretty much, like, the summary. I can segue into the mechanics from that. You guys are ready for that. Um, So one thing I I really loved about this game mechanically with those skill trees was that it felt like every party member was, like, useful and distinct. Mm -hmm. Like, there were a lot of boss combats where I ended up using, I ended up cycling through every single character. Because you can only have two characters out on screen at a time, but whenever any character's move comes up you can switch to another character yeah and like everybody had something to contribute and so i was like constantly switching and using everybody and there's that's unusual for me in an rpg because a lot of the times Mm -hmm. like there'll be like one or two characters that are like the "Eh," throwaway characters that you just never use and i didn't feel like i had any of those
0: yeah i I think it helps oh do you have something to say Uh I you sound like you do. I think
2: the opposite.
1: Oh? <laughs> yeah! You 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 just picked one and stuck with them.
2: No, I used a few played around, but I never swapped around too much. And there was definitely characters that I didn't bother. I just put skill points into whatever because I didn't really care. Because yeah. I didn't use them anyway.
0: I was kind of in the same boat, but it's. I mean, at the same time, usually I I like this is my team. I am not deviating from this team I am going to craft them to be the perfectly well-oiled machine that I need to get through this game but um, it, it helped for me that they um, they leveled all of your characters simultaneously so it's not like they had to be in the battle yeah. to get the experience points because that is the biggest pain in the ass when games are. And you that. level
1: after like almost every freaking combat Yeah, like, yeah. you level so Ooh, quickly. My God.
0: I was like,
2: that's, that's so annoying. I
0: was sick of going into the the skill tree and like looking at like where do I put my ports, and I eventually I just kind of was like, ah, that, that sounds good. Just drop them in there. It's whatever. Uh,
1: on, on the one hand, like it was annoying to have to do it all the time, but on the other hand, I I appreciate the sort of like Skinner box reward of like, oh yay, I got a thing. I can do a thing with it. I I would
0: appreciate if there was like an option to select to say like. To give sort of a broad strokes, okay, this is what I want my character to do, so apply it to the down correct. The until yeah, I like say otherwise. apply it to the yeah. correct uh, skill tree, because um, I know I know some games do something similar to that.
2: Um, I, I just waited a bunch and put in like all the levels at once.
0: Yeah, or sometimes I would not like pay attention to how fast I was loving, and I would go into the screen and be like, "Here's six points that you haven't allocated." Like, oh, oh boy. I'm gonna put my reading glasses on.
1: Uh, I like, I like leveling up so often just because it feels like a little Christmas present. It's like, hey, you remember that, like, plan you had about how you're gonna improve your character? You get to keep working on it. Go do it. Also, do you, I think, do you heal when you get, like, you get healed when you
0: level up or is that not?
1: Yeah, I think that's true. Okay, that's
0: what I was thinking and that, that also was very helpful
2: um just but I think your characters You heal all the time.
1: Just, yeah, yeah, your characters just heal over time as you're on the map oh, screen anyway, so and
2: you can uh, pick I think up that heals. only applies if you pick up the heal
1: Does it? I don't remember.
2: Or shine the light on you. I
0: I know, I know yeah, there's maybe. like little heal bobbles to pick up <laughs> everywhere, so it's not yeah. really an issue. But I mean, you know, sometimes you come out of like a boss fight and it's like ah I'm a little beat up. Mm-hmm. And it's well, good. I leveled up, so it's not a non-issue at this point.
2: Yep. Also, if you don't have Aurora in your party, it's her health in the map screen.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So if you're low, it doesn't matter in the map screen. Yeah,
0: yeah that is true. I yeah. I rarely um switched away from Aurora because for some reason, like it took me a while to realize that I didn't have to didn't have to use Aurora because yeah. some games like this is your main character, and if your main like you have to have your main character. Um, it took me a while to realize that that wasn't the case. So
1: nope, you, you can know. completely forget her if you want. Yeah. Although because I was putting, I think because I was putting a lot of stardust in her, like she was my best, like straight up standard combat person. Yeah, same. So okay. Uh, Again. Let me let me go through all the characters. So and then you you can tell me which ones you thought were useless, Carl.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say Aurora.
1: Yeah. So and I put so everything
2: Aurora's... into her as well.
1: Hmm. Aurora is the main character. She, her focus is, she has, like, a um, like a physical combat and a light-based uh, magic ability. Two of them, actually. I, and I'm not quite sure what the difference is, to be honest. Um, <clears throat> except that I think one has, like, an instant death chance, but is more expensive or something. I know. Um,
0: well, I think the, there's, like, light and dark magic, and they affect... Uh, enemies of the opposite type in sort of a Pokemon but, way,
1: but both of her types are light, aren't they? I don't remember. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, she has two light type okay. attacks. So, um, right. So she's like your your starter main. She also gets attack all pretty early, mm-hmm. um, which I think is useful. Uh, then there's uh, there's a pair of clowns. Um, so there's a brother and sister clown. The the sister clown is the healer, um, so she has heal ability and shield ability, and also one of the fastest attacks in the game, so that's really good for interrupting people.
0: Also, can, um, we, can the, we talk about how the girl clown's name is Rubella, which rubella is a disease?
1: As in measles, mumps, rubella, yeah.
0: Uh, and and that's like I was expecting that to just be a thing, like, but it's not. It's just an unfortunate name, anyway. Uh, I just needed yeah. to say that.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's when when I when I mentioned her the first time, I was like explaining this game to Huck, and I said, uh, "Oh yes, that's Rubella," and he said, "As in measles, mumps, Rubella." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, um, I guess so." But yes. So, um, so she's the healer. Her brother um, is a support who has uh, haste, and um, uh, he he has the unstoppable um, buff, which means that you can't be interrupted. Um, and he has a, a shielding buff as well. Um, haste, of course, being super important in a time-based uh, mechanic system. Yes. Uh, then there is uh, Robert the Business Mouse um, who has uh, arrow attacks he also gets an attack all um, pretty early and he has a slowing ability so he has he can either single target or multi-target to uh, slow people down and he has a status heal Mm -hmm. Um, there is at the yeah, Finn the Capilli. He's like a little gnome character. He's your basic black mage. He's got the three uh, main elemental types: so water, fire, lightning. Um, so anytime you want to have elemental advantage over something, um, you can use Finn. He's also just basically the main magic damage dealer. So if mm-hmm. something is like um, you know armored versus physical and like can mostly be hurt only by da- by magic, he's a he's a good character to have out. Um, then there is uh, uh, Owengus. Oh yeah. Oh Nora. Yeah. Okay. So Nora is the best character in the game um, because she has haste and p- paralysis. But you also lose her three quarters yeah. of the way through the game because she turns out to be evil. Um, spoiler. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. In case you didn't know that this this podcast is all is about spoilers. Spoiler heavy. <laughs> um, which. To be honest, I was so pissed when Nora betrayed us. Not because I had <laughs> any interest in the story at all, but because she was such a useful but because character. because of
0: losing that paralysis, yeah.
1: Oh, she, her standard base attack, which costs no MP, has a, has a basic paralysis chance. Which is, like, incredible. And it's, like, and she can haste, and she can mm-hmm. cause the, uh, or cast the, like, can't be interrupted.
0: Yeah. Buff. those were more important um, to me because I I slotted paralysis on basically everything or on every yeah. character pretty much.
1: Yeah. So she has just like really good abilities. I and guess she's that's... like a really great character, and then you lose her. And I guess like, that's no! why they gave her all of the good shit, so that like it gives <laughs> yeah. you some
0: emotional investment in <laughs> in her betrayal, even if it's yeah. even if it's like no, my even good
1: character. Yeah. <laughs> And I was annoyed because I had spent Stardust improving her, too.
0: Yeah, that does suck.
1: At, yeah, and then th- that ended up, like, being wasted, which is a shame. Um, but anyway, so that's Nora, a.k.a. Knox is who she turns out to She turns out to be one of the two daughters of the, uh, of the queen. Um, and then there's Owengus. Um, Owengus is a big, like, monkey dog lion thing with a mask that is, like... Um, one of the, uh, like, royal guards that from the old uh, Queen of Light, um, who is... He's the tank character, so uh, he has a lot of health and he has an ability that means that uh, enemies will focus attacks on him. Um, so he's useful if you need to, like, divest attention from, like, a weaker character for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another character that you get in the last section uh named jen or gen possibly but i think jen um who's like a little dragon girl uh and she has um slow and she has a her basic attack has a has the setback power which moves enemies back some amount on the uh on the timeline so she's really good at just, like, really being annoying to your enemies. <laughs> I've had uh, I had combats with her and Owengis um, trading off where just between the two of them, like, the enemies didn't get any attacks in because yes. they just got knocked back. They got interrupted, like, six times in a row,
0: <laughs>
1: which is a pretty goddamn satisfying feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, did I miss anyone? Is there someone else that I forgot? Golem. Who?
2: Golem. I didn't get Golem, but there's
1: a Par- character. Okay, there's also an optional character which I did not apparently oh, yeah. find.
0: I didn't get him either. Also I feel like I should I should I- say that I uh you both play this on PC, I'm assuming. I actually got it on uh, PS3 because oh, nice. it was it was very cheap. Uh and I was like I was broke <laughs> at the time, so I was like, whatever, it's like six bucks, I'm doing it. <laughs> And I don't, I don't often play games all comfy, cozy in my bed. So it was a nice, a nice uh, break from like sitting at my desk <sighs> all day. Anyway,
1: he looks like he looks like a a rock lizard with big eyebrows. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's maybe a that's maybe a reason I should go back in and like uh, new game plus it or something. Um, yeah. Apparently there is a. Oh no! Wait. Okay, he's a DLC character.
2: Yeah. Oh.
1: Okay. So I, I probably stuff. did not have the deluxe version, so I probably could not have gotten him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I had no idea that there was even another character in the game. So. Yeah,
0: I think the deluxe version was the only one I had the option to buy, which was nice because it, it gives you that character as an option, but it, they also start you off with a, just a bucket load of oculi and stardust, <laughs> so it's like, oh, I'm, I'm sitting pretty here.
1: Yeah. These uh yeah, I mean, I didn't find the game to be like s- super challenging overall. Yeah. there there were some of the boss fights were, especially yeah. some of the early boss fights I had to try a couple times before I beat them. but like there are, I would say, quote unquote puzzles. In the map screen area that that aren't really like puzzles so much as just activities for you to complete yeah. in order it's to a move lot of ahead. like
0: oh you gotta push a thing so you can do a thing like,
1: yeah push, push a box onto this button now yep. shine a light in this direction <laughs> <Yep>. now
0: <laughs> yep, yeah a lot of boxes and light shining. which is fine. I mean at least they put in the effort to like make the overworld uh, engaging and not just like exploratory. Yeah, Although I don't mind just exploratory overworlds. Yeah. I'm into that.
1: But I, yeah, it was good at making it not completely boring to just fly around. Yeah. Um but but Carl, okay, so you were going to tell me like which characters you thought were completely useless. Aurora is one of them.
2: Yeah, and I put everything into Aurora and played with her for most of the game cuz it's the main character. I want to play with Aurora. Um but then I sort of in the end I went Finn and Tristram the the yeah, sad the, clown
1: the, yeah the boy clown <laughs> yeah
2: and Finn was just he just one shot every enemy
1: <laughs> yeah I... Finn gets and mega th- powerful if you go the like rage of the capilli route which just yeah. like wholesale increases yeah. his magic damage yep I did that and I, he has yeah.
2: different types of attacks also mm-hmm. so you don't need to switch him out depending on the enemies
0: mm-hmm. I yeah I used Finn a lot um, and it it's, it helps that you get him so early. Because my tendency is always to just stick with the characters that you get early in the game because, like, I'm that used to these characters. Know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Instead of like wasting time trying to figure out the best ways to strategize with the other characters and you know when do I use this character, when do I not? But Finn was, Finn was pretty clutch throughout a lot of the game for
2: me.
1: Yeah, Finn did good. I, also I thought...
2: like... Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I also like Rebella because she couldn't rhyme.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. That
2: Star, was for that creep-
1: as well. as so She didn't rhyme. Yes. <laughs> but but we will talk about the, the story and how bad the writing is. Yep. Uh, momentarily. And why we um, love Rubella. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it was she was good to have as a healing character. She was very dodgy, um, and the, that tumble attack is just so fast. Yeah. I was pretty convinced at first that I wasn't gonna like Robert, um, and I didn't I didn't use him a lot, um, but sometimes you just need that slow all. Like, that slow all is really useful. Mm-hmm. Especially in certain boss encounters.
0: And he's just so damn cute.
1: <laughs> he's such a little weirdo mouse. He's, <laughs> like, he comes from a race of business mice, um, but he's, like, very uh, obsessed with, like, getting a high status so this girl mouse will like him, <laughs> even though she, like, really has no interest in him and, like, is not the sort to be wooed by that kind of thing, you know. apparently. Uh, um what is it with
0: mice and like business? I am just remembering the um the hat mouse from Stardew Valley. <laughs> like just this this enterprising little little guy who sells you hats. Like well, okay.
1: The uh, these mice are, are far more like real really into finance though, compared yeah. to like Hat Mouse is just a like a small business mouse. These these business mice are like serious business mice. Hey
0: man, maybe maybe Hat Mouse has has aspirations of of you know being on wall street
1: (laughs) maybe maybe um hat mouse is like living your story from stardew valley where like he grew up with all these like intense business mice and he's like no i just want to have a small hat shop in like a rural town where i don't get bothered (laughs) by like the you know the vagaries of the stock market
2: (laughs) hats are my
0: passion i (laughs) want to play as hat mouse yeah i would play that game that's a that's a good idea. Hat pat hat Mouse the game. Yep. let to remember that. Um,
1: right. So yeah, so um Right, besides besides Aurora, was there like someone else you felt like you just didn't use at all, Carl?
2: Um like Robert.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um Rebella I used a lot because she's invincible. Oh, because uh, she has
1: counter-heal. Yeah. mm -hmm. She has a a move where when she gets hit, when she goes below a certain amount of health and uh, someone attacks her, she has a chance of just healing herself.
2: And if you heal up after that, she can proc that again. Yeah. And do it as many times as possible. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. She didn't really do much, besides when I went double clown, because double clown is funny.
0: Double clown pro strat. (laughs) Yep.
2: Um, also, Roberts. I don't really use. How
1: did you? What did you think of Jen?
2: Jen. Oh, I didn't use her.
1: Didn't use Jen. I was like at that point in the game, I'd gotten so far through. I was really tempted to like not even try her out because I was just so used to my current characters. Um, but having having her basic attack knock people backwards was just so funny. <laughs> and, like, it's clearly one of those things that, like, if someone did it to you would be aggravating as fuck. But the fact that you get to do it to the enemies is just hilarious. Enemies don't have feelings, it's fine. Yep. <laughs> yep.
2: But that sort of only works when there's a few enemies.
1: Hmm. Eh. I mean... <clears throat> It sort of depends. My one of my um, like main strats was to go with her and Owengus and have him like suck in all of the. Um, uh, so usually what I would do is put Owengus out first with Tristan, and have Tristan buff the fuck out of Owengus so he was like basically invincible. Then he does his like attack me trumpet thing and uh, absorbs all of the attacks. Uh, and then you take Tristan out so he doesn't lose h- any health, and bring Jen back in, uh, and just have her like stop the uh, stop the enemies from ever being able to attack. While like Owenga sits there and takes any like any ones that make it through. <laughs> it's a pretty beautiful thing.
0: It sounds like a solid system.
1: Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so. The other thing, the other thing I really liked about um, the the combat mechanic, um, in addition to like, hey, all these characters seem pretty useful to me, um, is that it felt strategic to me in a way that like I'm not used to enjoying in games, um, especially especially not in turn based RPGs, um, because in turn based RPGs you tend to have like one set of things that you just do um, against all enemies—that's pretty effective. Um, but the because of the way this thing worked with the the timeline, there was a lot of like, okay, so my character just hit the attack point. Do I like risk attacking instead of defending and risk being interrupted, or do I wait it out another cycle? Um, do I is this the right time to switch out a character, or should I like wait until? Like the next cycle of attacks has gone through and switch out the character then, so they don't take damage. Mm-hmm. Or do I want to slow down the enemy so that they're caught in like the interruption field? Or do I not want to do that because they have an interruption counter that would like speed them up or something? Yeah, it's it's nice
0: that there's a lot more to consider um, mm-hmm. than just damage dealt and damage taken. Yeah, which is is refreshing in turn based combat. Unfortunately, it was not enough to like make me really love the combat but it's it's better than it's better than most turn-based stuff yeah i I, I think
1: it's definitely a leg up on your average turn-based combat Mm -hmm. it's um there is a lot of combat in the game like you're pretty much in combat at least half the time yeah if not um so like if you're playing it in one sitting i think like that can that can wear thin after a while um but overall i was i was impressed by how like thoughtful and non repetitive the combat felt to me, particularly compared to other turn based RPGs. Yeah.
0: I think I really at this like... point. Oh, sorry. Go on. Uh, I was gonna say I think yeah. at this point there's there's only one uh, turn based game that I have ever returned to specifically because I liked the combat. Uh, so if 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 you hate turn based combat, play Eternal Sonata. I don't it's not on the PC, which sucks. Uh, but look for it on PS3 and X- Xbox 360.
2: It's. Good. I hate combat in that game. Oh really? <laughs> uh, actually, actually no. I can I don't hate combat. I hate that it takes so much time to do combat.
0: Yeah, but there's not there's not as much combat in that as there is in this, for sure. I guess. Which which helps. <laughs> anyway, that was that there was a lot side. of combat.
2: Anyway, I really like this combat, but there is sometimes where. I had to like guard five turns in a row. <laughs>
1: yeah. Because
2: I couldn't do anything and that was frustrating.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, the I don't know. It's 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 interesting because there's I I don't know how to explain it, but there's like a balance there that in in another RPG like that would never seem like, "Oh, there's a good strategy where I do nothing for, like, a period of time because I'm biding my time until something else happens. Like, that's not exactly, like, a common turn-based RPG, like, thought process.
0: Yeah, unless you're, like, powering up your Mega Beam or whatever.
1: Yeah. Um, and it's... I'm not... I'm not normally a very strategic person, but I, I kind of felt playing this, like, oh, This must be, like, what most people actually get out of, like, RTS games. Yeah. Like, this feeling of, like, I have to think about, like, consider, like, weigh the the risks and the pros and cons of the action I'm about to take and decide. And, like, I have to be able to pull it off with exactly the right timing. Like, I have to be able to slow them down for just long enough that they end up in exactly the right spot. And, like, did I really judge this timing correctly? Because you, you can see the characters progressing along the timeline... Um, so you can kind of intuit when they're going to reach certain points. Mm-hmm. Um, but their speed may change during the casting part in the red. Yeah, which always so, screwed me up. <laughs> yeah, so there's a little bit of like trying to predict what your opponent is going to do and like making sure you're accurately judging the speed at which things are progressing and managing your like firefly power so you have enough uh, like light left to slow down enemies when you need to slow them down. Um... I I really I like like I said I don't normally enjoy like feeling strategic but I felt like really good about feeling strategic in this game.
0: Yeah. And yeah. and that's the thing it's like the combat was fun but there there's so much there's of it. There's so much of it and honestly I it's less that there's so much combat because I would have enjoyed it more if there were fewer battles that were longer. But it's it's the flow of going through what feels sort of like a, a Metroidvania overworld, where there's a lot of like flying around and like finding secrets and just looking at stuff. But every five seconds, you're back in a battle, and it it just really. Broke up that flow for me, and I. I, I mean, think...
1: you can avoid the battles if you want because you can use the Firefly to paralyze enemies but on the other screen and just
0: about... fly right past them. But then I worry okay. about being under leveled because because <laughs> yeah. that's the worry of when you're in yeah. a game that gives you like a specific, discrete. This is your level. Then I'm like, yeah, I gotta do okay. all these battles, otherwise I'm gonna be screwed later. Yep. Because yeah, I I cheap out of battles. Often and it always it, it doesn't always uh, work out for me. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's my gripe with it. But otherwise, I mean, it's it's fun. It's just something about the the interruption of the flow and just going back and forth between two really disparate modes just was like yeah. Ah. I...
1: I guess I was very, like, I was very steeled against that, because I I thought of it going into it as, like, a, a standard turn-based RPG, so I was expecting, like, random encounters every like, ten steps. Mm. Um, so because you could avoid encounters when you wanted to, I mostly didn't. That's fair.
0: Maybe I should try try it again with with less battles and see how it fares for me. <laughs>
1: um... Carl, did you have something else you started to say on that?
2: Um I have no idea. There. Okay. I can't remember what it was anyway.
1: Okay. Well. Um so other sort of just um like general stuff about the mechanics, like I thought the, the flight movement feel felt really nice. Mm-hmm. Um Like, it was especially a good idea that they didn't start you with the ability to fly. So you have to, like, trudge along the ground for the first little part so that when you actually unlock flying, you really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, And there's, like, there are chests everywhere in this game Mm -hmm. like every five feet you stumble on like ooh, shiny ooh, shiny yeah or
0: like you'll Uh, see you'll see a chest that you can't get to where you currently are so it's like oh i guess i gotta go explore and find that chest (laughs) even though you don't you don't need what's in the chest you've already got like six of them whatever it is (laughs) you have six of it but yep. there's go
2: nothing in it that's useful for you. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well,
2: the, during the entire shard, game, gem shards
1: sometimes. Yeah, I guess that's true.
2: Yeah, but no one cares but gem shards.
1: Uh, I. Oh my god, the uh, the like, the like cyan gems, uh, whatever they're called, the the light green ones, so useful. Yeah. If you put them in attack, they give you a chance of like paralyzing your enemy randomly. Which one was that? Was so that... useful. Was
0: that terminal? I use those
1: all the time. And then the yellow, the like uh, the yellow secondary gems. If you put them in the um, the accessory slot, give you a chance of uh, do it of doing. Um, is Interrupt. it slow or setback? Setback, I think. Yeah. Like knocking your opponent backwards on the timeline. So like, the, I I really enjoyed like, well. I I really worked very hard at, like, getting really good gems on on all Mm -hmm. my characters and making sure everybody... But if you want
2: really, really good gems, you can only put them on, like, the characters you're using.
1: Yeah.
2: And that means you can switch around characters as well.
1: I had pretty good gems on everybody without, like... um, I think I had... I had a few brilliant gems and then... um, Is it Faceted is, like, the the next highest after that? Uh, I believe um, so. On both characters. Oh, yeah, because Tumbled is the tier two. Um, It goes Shard, Tumbled, uh, Faceted, um, and and then Brilliant. Yes. Um, So I had mostly Faceted, but that was still pretty good. Those were, like, some pretty serious gems. But I also, like, because I'm, like, the Explorer type, I had to explore every nook and cranny and get every chest. So I had a lot of gem shards. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and if, if you had gotten the, like, extra stuff, then you would have started out with even more. Because they start you out with a ton of gems, like... Yeah? Yeah, they, like, they start you out with, like... Oh god, I don't remember. Like, X, X amount of rough for every, like, a primary type. And a small handful of tumbled and faceted and, like, maybe one brilliant... No, no, you didn't get any brilliant, I don't think, to start. But yeah, like, they gave you a bunch of gems, so it it was it was good like having that to start out so you could just like craft stuff and not feel bad if you crafted something kind of useless
1: yeah although that that uh that line from the trailer of like whatever it's like over 400 unique crafting combinations or something like that's total bullshit that's misleading because, like yeah that's very misleading because there's like a set of standard recipes that's just repeated for different hires like you can combine like, each of the primaries into secondaries, and you can combine gems of all the same type into a gem of a higher level. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, like, a couple... Th- and then you can combine primaries and secondaries into, like, um, like diamonds and onyx, and then combine those into other things. And that's all mm-hmm. of it. Like, it's, it's just variations across the different, like, uh, you know, polish levels or whatever. Yeah.
2: So, Please uh, yeah. remove the crafting system from this game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you didn't. You didn't appreciate the Diablo-like throwback.
0: No. no. I, I like being able to to customize and like say you know give give extra little buffs. I I I do think that they didn't necessarily need to be craftable. <laughs> yeah. You know, where it's well, like also, oh, also you just have find like these.
2: You have like one that does fire damage. One that does. does Lightning damage, and they're all the same. It just depends on what enemies you're gonna face, and you don't know what enemies you're gonna face. So it doesn't yeah. matter.
1: Which is why yeah, that's why the expend... secondary gems were better, because they, they had more generically useful yeah. traits.
0: Like what? Paralyze, let's see. Uh,
1: yeah, the the lightning paralyzed. Damage increases, paralyze, yeah. uh,
0: speed, just base the... magic damage.
1: Yeah, Another the Amethyst experience. one was mostly useless, except in the defense slot, because its other main things were like, if you get below this amount of health, yeah. then this kicks in, and I, I, I hate those health-based yeah. uh, buffs. I think those are stupid. Yeah. I never use them in any game. <laughs> Unless they're passive, then it's like, there's no point. Mm-hmm. Like Like, you get them anyway.
2: They are passive.
1: Well, I mean...
0: Like, you I guess don't, what you don't I have meant, to use I, a slot for them. Yeah you, yeah, yeah, you don't
1: have to use up a slot that you would otherwise use for something else, is what something
0: I something better. Yeah.
1: I was thinking passive, because I was thinking in Jen's tree, she gets a passive, like, she gets hasted automatically if she goes below a certain health. Um, and it's marked as, like, this is a passive, so I was thinking... But, yeah, that one's just, like, you can just happen to get that along a tree going for something else. Like, you don't have to go out of your way and, and use a slot for it, so... Um. Let's see what else. Oh, There's I so thought...
2: much stuff I want to remove from this game. By the way,
1: <laughs> oh yeah, it has a lot of it has a lot of little pieces. Mm-hmm. Um. So the other the other thing I was gonna say mechanically is the uh, the wishes thing, which was like it's a way of like healing up a little bit and getting more light for your firefly. Also, super useful as a tutorial directive. So, like, hey. Look here! There might be a hidden thing here mm-hmm. because as soon as you touch it, like a little shower of sparks comes out, and they go in a direction, and that's a great way of directing the player's attention somewhere if you that want them true. to do it. And they, I, I noticed them using that like to effect a number of times, and I thought that was like a clever little little thing to put in there.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it's pretty easy to just kind of breeze through and not. Go out of your way to sort of explore around and pick up every yeah, find the every chest, billion
1: nook and cranny that <laughs> yeah. are in there. Yeah.
0: Um. So yeah, that yeah, it sort of just points you there automatically. It's like, well, I'm already here from picking these up, so I might as well continue in this direction. Yep. Also, not very easy if you, to get lost. I found if you
2: didn't pick them up with your firefly.
0: Yeah,
2: but you still get directed.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, didn't, and I didn't it, move the firefly around very much because uh on console it's uh left stick is Aurora and right stick is is Igniculus or whatever his name is. So yeah. and moving, I don't know, right stick for like f- movement like that is kind of you you know, it's a thing that most people aren't used to dealing with so Yeah, I could see
1: that being a little bit awkward. It's it it feels awkward. fine on PC. <laughs> yeah, I, I with a controller I But oh, yeah. I've,
2: it was awkward in the beginning.
1: Mhm. But you got used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um they they do take Igniculus away from you for a little bit um when you hit the like Moon Tower area. Um so the idea is like you get captured and it's revealed that like Nora was secretly Nox and has betrayed you and all your friends get thrown in prison and that includes in- Igniculus. And they just just for insult to injury, <laughs> they throw a ra- they throw in a ton of those chests that only Igniculus can open, and, like, some things that are, like, surrounded by stone that clearly only Igniculus could reach, and you're like, god damn it! (laughs) There's stardust right there, and I can't pick it up! Child
0: of light, you are a cruel mistress.
1: Yeah, and they- I mean, you do then get Igniculus back, back, and you can, like, backtrack and do those things, (laughs) but it's like- it's like, okay- like, clearly your story completely failed to make me emotionally invested in the characters, but mechanically you're not doing a bad job of that.
0: True. It's very true.
2: Yeah, I saw the first chest, and I was like, oh, game, you're so cute, and then I saw, like, ten more of those, <laughs> and I, I asked a taste. But we get it. Okay, I get it.
1: We get it. You took my friends away. I got
0: it. You took my friends away, and you're gonna give them back. We see what's going on here. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. So speaking of the story. Yeah. Let's talk about the story.
2: <sighs>
1: oh dear.
2: I like the story.
1: The story is actually not bad. The story, if you just describe it generally, it actually feels a lot to me like, um, like a Neil Gaiman story. It has this kind of like, I'm a fairy tale, but with just enough like sort of quirk and nuance to it to like actually get kind of interesting. And if you just described like all the characters and their backstories, like they're actually like really unusual, interesting characters. Mm-hmm. The problem is that all of the dialogue and narration is written in and like the heaviest air quotes you can imagine here, verse. <laughs> By which I mean they rhyme it. There's no consideration. Sometimes. S- sometimes, sometimes their rhymes are really tenuous. Yeah. But there's also there's never any consideration for like meter. Nope. Or rhythm of nope. any kind. <laughs> oh it's man, the yeah. worst.
0: Like I could deal with the rhyming. I could deal with it if it was if it was like metered correctly. Yeah. But it's not, and that's like one of my biggest pet peeves in poetry <laughs> is in poetry and like in lyrics is when the meter is off.
2: Ugh, it just makes me so angry, <laughs> like also, I can understand this it's a cute idea, mm-hmm. but the guys writing the dialogue I can I feel their pain,
0: yeah, <laughs> and I mean honestly, for me, it got to the point where like it, like yeah, yeah, the story's not bad on its own like it 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 feels very fairy tale and pretty whimsical, um, but I just stopped reading. I stopped reading all yeah. of all of the text because I was like I don't want this so yeah, I was it's, like it's like
1: this phys- it's a little physically painful because the fact that um, you there's no rhythm means you're not really expecting when the rhymes are gonna come there's no like there's no like internal guidance of when it's supposed to rhyme mm-hmm. so when the rhyme does appear it feels like out of nowhere and jarring and like really and, awkward and they, yeah usually and it's... they
2: feed you one line at a time. Uh, you yeah. can't even see like how it's gonna progress.
0: Yep. Yeah. Which brings oh. us to Rubella and why we all love her because she's the only character that refuses to speak in rhyme.
1: Yeah. And she always she like speaks normal sentences and then other characters try and fill in the word she <coughs> meant to nope. a rhyme. Yep. And it's like, no, that wasn't the end of the sentence I was expecting there because you have no indication of where these lines are supposed to rhyme.
0: Yep. Like,
1: like, just—it's not like there's a rhyme scheme either. It's not like every two lines rhyme, or it's like all couplets or anything. Mm-hmm. The rhymes are entirely random.
0: Yeah, just, just let. I, I actually started getting like really annoyed at <laughs> at the dialogue, like correcting her and making her rhyme. I'm like, you just let Rubella be a free spirit. Damn it! Yeah, just let her speak normally, please. Like maybe she is a poet. Maybe she's like beat poetry, not conforming to your standards, of (laughs) which there are very little anyway, because your poetry is shit.
1: (sighs) Yep. Yeah, that's okay. So
2: when I when I played this game for the first time, this is what killed the game for me,
1: yeah. (laughs) And
2: I couldn't continue playing it. But this time, I, I just didn't read the dialogue. Yeah, and it was, and it was much fine. better,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. So, so thank you, Carl. Thank you so much for correctly setting our expectations going into this. And
0: it's it's funny because I I remember like I was listening to a podcast uh, when this game came out a couple years ago. I think I think it was two thousand fourteen, um, and they talked about the game and you know said things <laughs> about the game. But the only thing I remember from the conversation was, "Boy, that dialogue! Boy, that rhyming! Ooh, baby, it's not good." So I was, yeah, um, I was, I was, all, I was also primed by that. But yes, um, oof.
1: yeah, wow. <laughs> so from from the overall, sir, so as you said, the overall story is sort of like it's not bad. It's not terrible. Um, the ending is a little odd because their kingdom in Austria floods um, and they yeah. just like evacuate all the citizens to Lemuria, which is like the fairy tale place. Yeah. Which I honestly thought that the revelation was going to be that like. The the princess had fallen ill, and all of this was like her fever dream, and she that's, was just trying to wake up and get back to the real world. Like that's also you know, what I was expecting. Yes, like mirror mask style. But no, mm-hmm. it turns out actually there is a fantasy kingdom, and actually her mother was the queen of light, and, and actually her, was her, step-mother, the yeah, her
0: stepmother. Yeah, her stepmother is evil and stealing the light. <laughs> also, uh, so I actually didn't finish the game, but I read about the ending. And can we just can we talk about how how the the evil queen was like. Well, I'm only evil because you stole my land, and I just want a home, and then she dies.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, she she just wants a home that is not bothered by the common folk um, <laughs> and the lesser people. Still. Yeah, it was, it, like, it's not, she's not exactly the most nuanced villain. It's sort yeah. of a weird, weird thing. The one part of the story that I thought that, like, I really side-eyed really hard... Um was that early on the queen gives you like a magic flute that is like the feel better flute like it has no it has no properties except that when people are sad and you play it they feel better <laughs> And I don't really understand why that's in there Yeah I guess it's meant to be like a metaphor about how like she's returning, you know, returning the light is about like returning the happiness to people or something. But it just felt really kitschy and like odd.
2: Like when I don't know what, he, what he's called again, the mouse guy, Robert, Robert, when he is dumped after finishing his like quest, mm-hmm. she plays flute and then everything is better.
1: Yep, and he's like, wow, no, I don't feel so bad about being dumped. <laughs> and, like, Owengus is, like, um, shunned by his people for trying to protect them, um, which they view as a betrayal because he, like, worked for the enemy rather than letting them all, like, die heroically in battle. Um and so like she plays her little flute and he's like wow I don't feel so bad about like isn't is the flute
0: me. like sort of a MacGuffin? like you get it early on from the the lady of the forest and then mm-hmm. surprise lady of the forest is actually the queen of light and that's why the flute does good stuff like I don't Yeah
1: but it never does anything useful yeah. in the game.
0: <laughs> I mean maybe it's just because we're all well? so un- utterly uninterested by the narrative that it's like, yes, <laughs> I want this flute to give me haste, damn it!
2: <laughs> Which You play it when you're stuck in the cell, and he hears it and opens it for you.
1: I guess that's true. Like, Owengus, yeah, it does draw Owengus. I mean, there's a few things it's used for narratively. Like, it's it's used for, like, getting Owengus' attention, and it may or may not be used to, like, revive... Um, Aurora from being poisoned after, like, the battle with the second stepsister. Mm-hmm. It's sort of unclear what happens there. Like, the queen plays it for you. Um, but it's never, like, something that you actually, like, make a choice to use, or that is mechanically useful in any way.
0: So, yeah, it's, it's a MacGuffin. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And, oh. yeah, I don't know. Most of the things they use it for is just, like, let's make people feel better. <laughs> Which just felt really cheesy. Yeah. Don't be so sad. Let me play my feel better flute for you.
0: I have a flute somewhere. Actually, I'm pretty sure my flute's in Colorado. I played the flute in middle school.
1: Yeah, as did I. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, hated I it. I can't say I can't say I like drastically improved anyone's mood after getting dumped Um by, by playing try? it. But <laughs> that's true. I did not specifically try to do that. Yeah. So who
0: knows. I would probably have made them sadder because I was not very good. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a shame because there's so many interesting things in this game mechanically, and the narrative just, like, ruins it. Yeah. And not well, even I'm the narrative, sorry. but the delivery.
0: Just the, yeah, delivery. just the delivery of the <laughs> narrative. Yeah.
2: I remember what I was going to say.
1: Oh. Yeah.
2: Why... Can't you switch character when you're not in battle?
1: Because she's the only one who can fly.
2: That that annoyed me so much. <laughs> you don't have to have her in the party.
0: That would have been that would have been cool actually if there were more um, environmental puzzles based around like specific things that each character could do oh, in the yeah. world. Oh, yeah, like,
1: Robert is a mouse, so he can go through, like, the small crevices, and, yeah. like, you need Owingus' strength to, like, break down doors Yeah, oh, guess like is a
0: big, strong boy who can who yeah. can break things. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know, Rubella... Uh, I can't think of anything. I can't think yeah. of anything for clown Force, Jumps but... Jumps
1: over spikes. She can
2: something. talk to people.
0: She can, yeah, she can talk to people. <laughs> and, and not rhyme. And not rhyme.
1: Yep, which is a superpower in this universe. Apparently, a
0: superpower that everybody wants to take away from her. Poor Rubella. <sighs> she's so misunderstood. Maybe that's why her name is Rubella, because she's diseased
1: <laughs> and
0: unable to rhyme, or unwilling to rhyme. Hmm. She's
1: she's a she's a political protester. Is what <laughs> she is. They they want to lock her up for for her lack of rhyming, but she is the only one who's really like holding holding forth wake up sheeple (laughs) yeah (laughs) so
0: subversive um
1: so someone told me and i did not actually i was gonna look this up to see if it was true but i i totally failed to do so so you can take this on hearsay uh but someone told me that the writer for this it was the same writer for far cry 3
0: um i can i'm i'm i have the wikipedia page up uh i don't
1: which i'm told is also not like a a super well written game, but I haven't played it, so I have no no frame of reference.
2: Uh, writers, let's see, writer Jeffrey. Did that game get like super well reviewed?
1: I don't know.
0: I mean, I think I think the Far Cry games typically are really well liked for like the gameplay. Um, let's see, Jeffrey Yolahem, blah, blah blah, went to Yale with a degree <laughs> in English. Um, let's see. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Vegas 2, Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Far Cry 3, Child of Light, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Okay. Yeah.
1: So he's used to writing these like really like hardcore like shooty adventure game or like shooty action game stuff. Don't don't write poetry, sir. Yeah. Like I'm, you know. Like I, you
0: you've proven you went props to, to you for trying. You but went don't. to Yale. You've proven yourself. You don't have to write poetry.
1: <laughs> yep. Poetry's not for everyone. That's okay. It doesn't have to be for everyone. You don't have to write poetry. hmm
0: <laughs> That's okay. He tried. He, he did. Tried. He
1: tried so hard. He probably I mean this is probably so an
0: assignment. They're probably like, We need you to write this game, make it rhyme. <laughs> and, yeah. he was and he's probably like... just as displeased as we are.
1: <laughs> God, I hope so. I hope this wasn't like it wasn't like secretly his dream to write poetry, and like this was his big chance to show he could do it.
0: Oh, don't! quit I your can day. totally
2: believe that this is like a Ubisoft order.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I could do.
0: Don't quit your day job, Jeffrey. Uh, like, unless hey, unless they make you do more rhymes at your day job, then absolutely quit.
1: You absolutely quit your day job. <laughs> He was it was the in-house writer guy they had for all their action games, and they're like, yeah. "Listen, we're starting a new, more whimsical thing, and we need a writer. You write things, right? Like that's your job. L- write us something whimsical and childlike. <laughs> <laughs> like I know you've only written hardcore, violent action games, but let's let's that's like basically adjacent, right?
0: But I mean historical action games. At least if we're talking about Assassin's Creed, yeah. So there is that.
1: Sure, I. <laughs> Yeah, I guess right. <laughs> that, that, that didn't help. <laughs> that didn't help at all. because yeah. it's it's a shame because like now I feel like I'm not sure I can recommend this game to people unless I like heavily, heavily caveat it first, right? Like, oh, you might like this game, but you have to go into it knowing the dialogue is going to be utter shit and you're going to hate. It. Yeah,
0: it's play for the gameplay Honestly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And I get to,
0: into cool art, which I guess we can talk yeah. about next. Uh, yeah. You can play it for that, too. But even then, I mean, there's a lot of games with great art and <laughs> and good story and good gameplay, so...
2: The music! Yeah. The music is amazing.
0: The music is really
2: good, actually.
1: I did not notice the music very much, to be honest.
2: It's my new study soundtrack.
1: Ooh. Is it? I, I noticed whenever, like, the main theme recurred um, usually when they were playing it on the feel better flute um, but for the most part like the music I didn't like pay much attention to the music I, I believe you when you say it's good though um, usually I, that's a, a pretty good sign is like if the music was not didn't like like was matched the game well enough that it didn't particularly stand <clears throat> out that's like that's not a bad sign
0: yeah I mostly it mostly faded out for me but like there, there were moments where I was like oh this is pretty good and you know, if I notice it for a good reason, then that's if I don't I notice are... it at all, then that's one thing. If I notice yeah. it for for like oh, then that's a a different other thing, but you know
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh I did notice there were some pretty intense drums whenever you went into combat, yeah, it was like, oh, here are the drums, it's time to start fighting
0: yep that that the combat theme is like burned into my brain
1: because <laughs> it happens so often, Yep. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> Um, and honestly, yeah. I mean, like we could talk about the art, but I feel like there's not a whole lot to say about it other than it's good.
1: Yeah, it's very pretty. They they worked like the engine was specifically designed to let them do like some non-realistic stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's all got this sort of like very like sedate, like um, washed-out watercolor look to it. Um, and I I enjoyed it, although I had the same problem you did um, with main character if you want to talk about that oh yeah so um
0: lots of character sprites in the game and all of them are, uh, are 2D sprites like facing left or right for the most part um, puppet ma- puppet puppet rigged so that they have little little motions you know when they move around um, so they can emote or they can do attacks except for Aurora who is a 3D model and just and like, stuck out like a sore thumb to me
1: yeah really doesn't match with the rest of the environment yeah. or any of the other characters. And it's it's uh, not even
0: like a bad 3D model like the the textures match mm-hmm. the the rest of the game. It's just the fact that there's just this extra shader on it
1: mm-hmm.
0: that you can that you can see and you can tell, well that's not 2D. That's 3D trying to pretend to be 2D like
1: Yeah. She's a little bit, like, blockier and bulkier. Mm -hmm. It's worse when she's a child. When you beat the, like, Moon Kingdom, she becomes an adult. Just suddenly. Um, And then it looks a little less awkward. um, But it's still not completely fixed.
0: Yeah. And that's... I mean, and I, I get it. It's... She has a lot of motion. Like, I... Having to have her fly... And, like, do mm-hmm. somersaults in midair and trying to get that to work with a, a 2D sprite and a puppet rig, like, would be a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. And it's it's also not very easy to fake uh, 3D sprites or 3D models to look like 2D sprites. Like, I don't know, the only game I can think of that does it really, really well is the new Guilty Gear
1: <laughs> um, and man, that, did they that do thing's it well. Bizarre. That thing is bizarre oh, and wonderful, though. God. Like, those,
0: visually. Those... Oh, God. Like, I, I don't play fighting games, and I typically have no desire to play fighting games, but I would be lying if I tried to say that I did not consider picking up Guilty Gear uh, Xrd just Just to look at that shit, because it looks so
2: good.
1: Yeah, They do this thing where, like periodic, like, it's a 2D fighting game, but then periodically the camera will just abruptly like switch angles and you see it like from a 3d perspective and it's it's really
0: weird it's like when you do like a super move so you're like in a cool pose and there's shit flashing around it oh it's great
1: (laughs) yeah but not this game
0: (laughs) (laughs) nope unfortunately
1: I will say, I really loved um, the character designs mm-hmm. in this game. Like, all of the characters were, like, visually super neat. I especially loved Oengus and, like, the guard characters, because they're, like, these weird lion things with masks, and they just look super cool. They remind me of, like, something I would have loved from, like, Labyrinth as or something as a yeah. kid. Like, something that would have been, like, a big Jim Henson, like, puppet creature.
0: Yeah, and all of all of the, like... Uh, different like races or communities or whatever that you meet, like they all have a really distinct sort of visual style. Like the the Capelli look completely different from I can't think of the, the, the business mice, but that's that's yeah. obvious. But yeah, there's there's like really yeah The, distinct the Capelli styling. gnomes
1: all have like these little like anglerfish lanterns hanging from yeah. their foreheads, which like are just kind of a really cute cool, cute visual detail that's mm-hmm. like not really commented upon. It's yep. super neat. Yeah, I I I did the art. There's so much good about this game. It's a shame the writing is so bad.
2: Yeah. So I must say I did not like the visuals. Oh yeah. No. And I don't know why. I loved like the palettes. Mm-hmm. But there was something that felt off about it.
0: Was it was it just too? I could see I could see it being like too washed out. Um, if if you look at each of the characters. Like, there's not a lot of contrast. Everything is really soft. So they they all sort of wash and blend. And the background is... Like, the background colors are pretty muted. Um, so it, it, it can be a little samey. I will say that. I don't know. That's, yeah, like, definitely my thoughts. The
1: different, the different landscapes were pretty similar. Um, up until maybe, like, the very end when you go into the Undersea Palace, where, like, suddenly they shift to a blue palette. Mm-hmm. Um... And like everything is like ice and stuff. Up until that point, most of the color schemes are very similar, and so all the areas, like the areas, don't feel super distinct. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, they're still pretty to fly through. <laughs> yeah, at least they were for me.
2: <clears throat> and I must say, this game was. I like. I came back to it, and I just, I wanted to play it. It was strangely Relaxing
1: Yeah It definitely can be That's what I felt about like Just flying around Because like the activities That they give you to do in the overworld Are like not challenging But they're like It's, like, just enough that it's, like, I'm entertained by just floating around and looking at all the things and, like, exploring this place.
0: And opening treasure chests.
1: (laughs) Yeah, opening treasure chests everywhere and finding little sparks everywhere and, like, I'm, you know, this is a happy place to be in.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: I I, I think my notes say, uh, my notes say, movement feels good, too easy, but nice. Yeah.
0: And sometimes, sometimes. But I think if
1: it had been if it had been harder, it probably like would have been frustrating, and it would have been like the game would have felt very different. Yeah, Um, which maybe is just not appropriate for what they were going for here.
0: I think um, when I when I heard this game talked about on that podcast a couple years ago, I think one one thing that one of the people said was that it it felt like the game was meant more for kids, and I could see that, Um, because.
1: I think even kids have better sense of poetry
0: than That's, that. That is but... true, um, <laughs> but they would also probably be more uh, forgiving. Um, yeah, and even and even in the combat, I could see that like you can get really strategic, and and there can be a lot of depth to the combat and just the choices that you make on the fly. But you don't, you can get by without doing that. I'm sure. Yeah. So.
1: So. Yeah,
2: I can totally see this. Mm-hmm. See. This being a game played with kids.
1: Yeah, give this game to your kid. And this and especially because you could also do um, it also has what I what I tend to think of as the star catcher mechanic because I I first encountered this myself like mm-hmm. in the context of Super Mario Galaxies. Yeah. But this idea of like the ability to bring in a secondary player who does a like less vital task that can't fuck up your game, mm-hmm. right? Um so like they can help you but their ability to harm you is limited <laughs> yeah, that, um, if they you. screw it up. Um, Maybe that's so, the
2: reason the Firefly exists.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's an interesting mechanic to use on your own, but I think it, it also does function very well. I Not having tried it with anyone, I think it also would function very well as a, like, oh, hey, I have like a little niece or nephew who wants to play a game with me. Let me like give them this role so they can participate. You know, but not deal with like combat that's too hard for them or anything.
0: Yeah.
2: Hmm.
0: True. So that's is cool. that is that Child of Light? Did we talk about it? Do we have other? Oh
1: yeah. Let me let me look at let, let me, me look, look at my your, notes because I took I took so many notes for this one because mm-hmm. there was just so much in it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the writing is so bad, though. Category. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, at least we have
0: things to talk about other than the writing.
1: Yeah, we didn't we didn't actually talk about the giant enemies at all. I don't know if that's like worth like its own mention. Uh, but uh we occasionally when you're wandering around the overworld, you can run into like super giant varieties of enemies you've already faced and then have like a special hidden boss fight Mm -hmm. and i was always really excited when i found one (laughs) it's like whoa what's going on and then i was also always like really nervous until i actually went into the combat and remembered like oh actually like i'm really good at these fights like i don't need to be scared this is not going to be that hard Mm -hmm. but it was always cool to suddenly see them show up on the map I guess hidden boss fights are just a thing I enjoy also, generally. Yeah.
0: They don't do a whole lot for me, but seeing seeing giant sprites is always great. It's like, whoa, what's this thing?
1: <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, and I liked uh, the, the two sisters also turn into, like, giant dragon monsters before you fight them, Yeah, which is pretty neat. Um, I prefer to have dragons on my side when possible, but fighting them is also pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think that's pretty much all my notes. I enjoyed it. I'm glad we played it. I think it it's so like mechanically to me, it was like really fascinating. I thought it it does a lot of stuff that I haven't seen elsewhere and that I was really interested in. Yeah. Um, and i'm I'm sad about the writing, <laughs>
0: yeah. also, I realized like as we were talking about the uh, the battle mechanic, it's probably really hard to explain, like to someone who just can't see it. yeah <laughs> it's there's a lot going on there and it's extremely visual. Um, yeah, it's
1: there's a lot about it that's very intuitive based. Yeah. Like, you sort of see it and you get it, but it's hard to, like, exactly explain why and what about it you get
0: mm-hmm. and,
1: like, what you're doing.
0: Yeah, but that's fine. You know, it's it's interesting regardless.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. so that's that's all of child of light i think that
0: is all of child of light
1: so if you if you get this to play yourself just know going in that the writing is going to be awful uh and then you're set
0: mm-hmm. yeah just uh, don't read the text and enjoy enjoy <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> um, all right you want to introduce our next game yeah so for our next game we will be playing uh never alone also known as uh, I'm gonna not pronounce this correctly Kisima Ingichuna which is um, a sort of puzzle platformer for, I know it's on PC and I believe it's also on console. Um, it's a puzzle platformer where you play as a a little like Inuit girl and also as a fox I believe you have a sidekick um, and it is a game that is based on sort of the mythology of the, like, indigenous Alaskan people, the uh, Inupiat, Um, and based on, you know, traditional uh, folklore that they have, and they, like, actually collaborated on the story, which is pretty interesting. Um, And yeah, it's appears to be, I I mean, I don't think any of us have played this one, so I'm just introing it because I have the Steam page up. Um, But a lot of... uh, trudging through pretty snowy landscapes and solving sort of environmental platformy puzzles um, yeah
1: yeah i I've, I've been meaning to play this one for a while um because i'm mm-hmm. i'm like really curious about this idea of like that they got um you know people from the native culture to like to tell the stories and to be involved in the writing um to to make it more authentic yeah i, um, I so remember, i'm really curious about that
0: i remember reading about it and the sort of part of the reason why it came about is because like the the elders were talking about how their uh like folklore was not was they were having a like a harder time engaging like the younger generations with the folklore because uh, just differences in media and that sort of thing so it's like we'll make a game put the folklore in a game <laughs> problem solved um nope. and i'm I'm not I don't I don't see anything don't know about if it. That. Worked, but... I don't, yeah, and I don't see anything about that on the Steam page, but I do remember reading about that. Um, and it's won it's won some awards. Uh it came out in twa- late twenty fourteen. So it won some awards, 2014 2015.
1: Um And we'll see how it is.
0: Yeah, I, I also have been meaning to play this one, and I am glad that we will that we are going to do that. Yeah. so if you're into good. puzzle
1: platformers grab this one um, it's available on steam as well as other places mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and play it with us and then you know maybe you can be a guest
0: on our show yeah absolutely I think this one also has local co-op if you're into that if that's mm-hmm. a thing that anyone is interested in
1: good so. to know so maybe probably, I'll roll playing it with me
0: yeah probably in the similar vein of child of light where like one of you controls the girl and the other one controls the fox
1: yeah. Although I think the
0: fox has uh, a more active role in actual puzzle solving than than your little firefly.
1: just, just picking <laughs> yeah. up chests
0: and stuff. <laughs> so uh, yeah, never alone. It's fifteen bucks on Steam. You, sh- you get it. Play the game. Do the podcast. It- it'll be great. Yeah. So. All
1: right, and hopefully, hopefully, we will do the podcast again in in two weeks. Yes. Um. To do that, unless we all like <clears throat> get horribly sick or you know fall down with a case of real life. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't.
0: I feel like I'm not going to have any any big life popping up until you know December, um, and even then.
1: Yeah, it's I I have no idea where my work schedule is going in the next like month or two. It could it could get lighter or it could like go back to being ridiculous again. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm fine for a while.
0: That's good. Cool. Okay. All right. So, I guess we gotta plug our stuff.
1: Yep. You go first.
0: Okay. I'll go. Uh, I, I do this. I do this podcast that you're listening to right now. Uh, I also help coordinate one of us on Fridays. Twitch.tv slash End Defenders Community Stream. Where anyone can sign up, and we all just sort of hang out on a Friday night and uh, play play games, talk about games. I think I might. Nano be... did
1: Civ Six last week, right?
0: Yes. Um, and then <coughs> I think next, I think this coming week, I will be possibly doing a co-op game with somebody, nice. uh, like a a sort of Mario Party esque uh, board gamey type. Ooh.
1: Type. Is it um? Is that is it that? that kingdom building one uh
0: dokapon kingdom
1: no Dokupan someone kingdom.
0: someone um it's it's a different one but one of my friends was like are you talking about dokapon kingdom and if you are how are you even still friends with the people you've played this with and i'm like <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's not dokapon kingdom
1: that's true <laughs> that is entirely true about dokapon kingdom it is yeah. a friendship ruining <laughs> game unless Unless you play it with a group of friends and all gang up on the AI. Yeah. That's and, the only yeah. way to play it without completely destroying your friendships.
0: Yeah. And this is another game where, where you can uh, deal with the AI. So that's, it's either like fuck your friends over or fuck over the AI. So um, that's, that's what, that's what that is. That will probably be happening on Friday. Might also, I'm thinking about doing like a draw stream at some point, but I don't know. That's, that could be fun. It could be fun, but it's also like <laughs> extremely nerve wracking to me. Um,
1: you know, drawing on camera. <laughs> yeah,
0: I've never and I've never done that. But, eh, I've 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 mentioned it like twice now. Like I mentioned it on Twitter, and I've mentioned it here. So that means like I'm I'm trying to lock myself into doing it because I think it could be good <laughs> to do. But
1: yeah, yeah, I think that could be an interesting experience. Yes. We haven't so. had that yet on the, like in the community anywhere. So True.
0: so. Yeah, um, I am on Twitter at Kelso Time Bomb. Uh Let me know on Twitter if you would like to sign up for a one-of-us spot, uh, or if you would like to guest on a future episode of this very podcast. And the answer will probably be yes, because really, there's no reason to say no to, to, to most people. So
1: Because we love you, so exactly. why, why wouldn't we want you here?
0: Exactly. That's it for me.
1: All right. Um, I am... <coughs> I do on Sunday mornings ex- except in the past month where I did not have any Sunday mornings off um, on Sunday mornings I do the Uncaged Fury stream uh, twitch.tv slash Tiger, spelled with a K um, I've been playing Earthbound I think I'm like people tell me I'm like 60 65% of the way through it at this point well, so you know making progress <laughs> yeah. slowly and surely <laughs> um and uh, yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at Kyla underscore Go uh, to find out about like when I am and I'm, am not streaming. I try and stream every Sunday morning, but given how crazy hectic my schedule's been lately, I've missed a bunch of them. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll I tend to I post if I'm if I'm not going to make it, and so you can find out. Um, Excellent. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and you can follow me on Twitter at. That's Gug three.
0: And you should yeah. you can yeah. and should.
1: <laughs> yep. Because uh. Gug's Twitter is a is a real gem. <laughs> yes. Gem of entertainment.
0: True. And I guess I guess that wraps it up for the week. Yeah. Uh play play never alone. Play the game, like the game. Uh, join us on the podcast to talk about the game if you want to do that. First come, first serve.
1: Fight, fight yeah, or for it. Play the ga- or play the game, really hate the game, and come talk about it on the podcast. Because yeah. that'll at least give us some interesting to talk about. Yeah, that too. Either way.
0: <laughs> All right. That wraps it up for us. We will see you right. next time. Hopefully, two weeks. Fingers crossed. Should be okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, Thanks for listening. Yep.
0: Yeah. See you guys later.
1: Bye.
2: Bye.